Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Wednesday evening discussing the Philadelphia 76ers post-All-Star break schedule. This is a obviously a time in the season where you really want to start to see your team come together, and it's especially great um, to be able to evaluate them correctly when they're fully available, when they have uh, full strength and everyone's back. But unfortunately for the 76ers, we know that one key piece obviously won't be there, and that's, of course, Joel Embiid, hoping that the 76ers get him back, obviously, as soon as possible. We have some news on that that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, But, you know, we have... uh, Some other injury updates to provide you. We'll talk about the starting five, um, how that should look, how I believe it should look, and we'll talk about, you know, who's going to come off the bench coming up in the second half of the season. However, it is, of course, going to take time for everyone to get back to full strength. I mean, it's not something where you can just snap your fingers and boom, you know, we're going to have the 5v5 we want to have out there. I mean, this has got to be something that I think the 76ers, and you're going to see it, they're going to have to be very careful about. So with the injuries, DeAnthony Melton, Nico Batum are both going to be... um, Batum is questionable, but it says here he's out on ESPN. DeAnthony Melton is out, still with the back injury, but both practiced... This past week, Joel Embiid showed up to practice. He was around his teammates, which is a good sign to see. I think everyone was was uh, you know really into that, of course, um, because of just having him back. Obviously, makes for a uh, makes for people to be really, really, I think confident moving forward that he will be back in time while the 76ers have not provided a timetable for his return of course it makes fans feel like okay we're probably going to get him back sooner rather than later before we hit the playoffs now of course you want to have him back beforehand but I think if this team can gel at the right time right now, it could be a case where, and this sucks to say, but to be honest, there's no other way around it, and I can't provide any other detail at this time, of course, without us really knowing when he will be back, but it makes you feel like, okay, if we can get into the first round, avoid being a play-in team, we can have the first round where he comes in, And with the East looking the way it is, as long as, I mean, if everyone plays to where they are right now throughout the remainder of the season, so right here, February 21st, 2024, as long as it's not the Celtics in a seven-game series, I feel confident in the Sixers coming out. Obviously, if you could open up first two games at home in a seven-game series where you're a top four seed, I'd feel that much better about having um, Joel Embiid working 
through getting back to 100% in game speed. But it ha- if it has to be a first round where he, he has to get to that point, I mean, that's if that's the best we can do, that's the best we can do at this point, which just absolutely sucks because I really have enjoyed this first half, you know, pre-All-Star um, break part of the season. The first, you know, 54 games have just been exciting of uh, just great basketball, you know, some of the best basketball I think we've seen in a while. I mean, it's been a minute since we've seen good coaching here with the 76ers. I mean, we're so used to just this run-and-gun style of basketball, which, I mean, is the NBA today, and Nick Nurse runs to an extent. But to have a coach, I think, hold his players accountable, you know, is, in my opinion, 100% with them, you know, all the time and really cares about winning, I think is great. Now, back to my point earlier about where the East is. Looking here at the remaining schedules and what we have for the NBA as a whole, out of the East, the 76ers have the second hardest, uh, or third rather, excuse me, hardest schedule left for the remainder 28 games which i mean it stinks you know you really would rather have of course uh the 76ers be in a position to where they have a nice easy remainder of their schedule that's not the case i mean you know there's 28 games left you have to face the celtics one more time the thunder once more the Cavs twice, the Clippers twice, the Bucks twice, and the Suns once. And your easier opponents are, quote-unquote, the Pistons, the Spurs, Hornets twice, Hawks once, Grizzlies twice, Nets twice. So that's what's on the remaining schedule for the 76ers. And it's tough because you're trying to get your team to rally around a player that's not there, and Joel Embiid, and you want them to play like every game, I mean, from here on out, the final 28 games that we have, the 76ers need to play like it's game seven, win or go home. I'm serious. It might sound crazy, but you're a fifth seed right now, and like I mentioned, you want to get to that highest seed as you possibly can and get as much wins as you can and have the best basketball put on the floor as you possibly can so that way... When you go into the playoffs, you're more and more confident when you head in. I I felt like in years past, specifically the last two, the 76ers bench was not great. I mean, not a championship caliber bench. Right now, with a healthy Joel Embiid, a healthy Nico Batum, you have the possibility to have one of the best benches that you have had in quite some time. And I mean, before the trade deadline, I really liked it. After the trade deadline, I still really like it because I just think there's so much you can do and so many different buttons that can be pressed for Nick Nurse. Like, right now, you're starting five with a healthy Joel Embiid. The one, obviously, being Tyrese Maxey. The two, Buddy Heald. Three, Tobias Harris. Four, Nico Batum. And the five, Joel Embiid. With Batum working his way back and 
If he is good to go tomorrow night, even though I just said on ESPN he's out, I don't really know what information they're being told because on one hand it says questionable, on the other hand it says he's out. But anyways, the four I would probably go with Kelly Oubre. Or no, the four I'd go with Tobias Harris. The three I'd go with Kelly Oubre and the five Paul Reed. So I'd pretty much run out the same starting five. I mean, I really think Oubre's better coming off. And, you know, the way that he was playing early on in the season when you had everyone healthy was great. Um, Coming off the bench, when healthy, would be Cameron Payne, DeAnthony Melton, Kelly Oubre at the three, probably K.J. Martin at the four, and Mo Bamba at the five. And obviously that's if you go some nights where you have to go, uh, you know, ten deep playing strong minutes you know those are nights where you might have some guys in foul trouble of course but for right now without the Anthony Melton I mean it's got to be Cameron Payne um as your point guard as we've been you know seeing them do throughout most of the time that of course um he's been here and he's done a pretty good job but I still think there's there's a ways to go um, and I think that's also just kind of how he is right now, but you want to go Cameron Payne and then, I mean, there's really no one you can bring off at the two guard spot. So that's kind of a difficult position for the 76ers to necessarily be in without DeAnthony Melton returning. So like I said, Payne at the one. The three um, would probably have to be Ricky Council still, three or the four, and then Mo Bamba at the five, which still leaves you going eight deep off the bench. But I think at a certain point, you know, you're going to be seeing Terquavion Smith, who might get some tick tomorrow night, some extended playing time. We'll see how he's been doing in the last week as they've been improving his game. But when healthy, as I just mentioned beforehand, the 76ers have the possibility to make something happen. Now we've gotten in this position before where we get really excited for the back end of the season and things go sideways. I mean, unfortunately with Embiid's injury right now, the city is not buying into the 76ers like we've seen in years past where and even last year it was kind of on a downspell. I mean, you didn't hear people really get behind their Sixers, but I thought um previous years before then everyone was really thrilled and when we got into the into the playoffs and we were up 3-2 on the Celtics, that's when people really started, you know, thinking that this could be something and of course we know how that ended. But moving forward and focusing on this season, the remaining 28 games, we need to see a lot for me to really say, okay, I like where we're at. I really like our odds going in. I'm ready to get hurt once again. Um, that's something that's that's got to happen. It's yet to be seen. Nick Nurse, though, I think has done a great job. I mean, he did so with the Raptors in years past. He had them playing above their heads which is something that he's going to need to continue to do 
for the 76ers this year because, listen, this is a testament to his coaching. You know, it's a testament to how well he is um, and how well he can coach, which he can. I mean, he does a great job. He did a great job early on in the season bringing these guys to great lengths, playing some of their best ball we had seen them play in the times that they've been a 76er. I thought we saw Tobias Harris offer us some some excellent performances, especially as a third option. We saw some plays that they were running. I thought at times to Anthony Melton, you know, he had some great games. Um, and, you know, Nico Batum looked great. And I, and I thought that pre-trade deadline, I really liked our bench. Now, obviously, Daryl Morey has shaken things up and things have changed. But I still like what we're doing. I still like watching us we're competitive and all that but you know I don't want us to just obviously be competitive in what we're trying to get accomplished here but it's again it's tough I mean I look at these remaining schedules and in the NBA you know we have the ninth hardest strength of schedule Knicks have the 14th toughest Cavs are behind them at 15 and then I mean you know the Celtics have the 28th toughest strength of schedule like you know that's a cakewalk for them for the one seed the heat even have the 27th um toughest strength in schedule and you, you can't i mean Spol- spolstra you cannot leave out the heat i mean they are seventh in the east so you never know what they can do the pacers are 19th and i mean i think you know them just like us it's been a seesaw uh time right now in terms of what you're getting night in and night out. So that's my spiel going into the second half of the season. We've got our first game back tomorrow night against the New York Knicks. The Knicks, of course, I mean, they are, their fans are off the walls berserk for this team um, throughout this um, second half of the season. It'll be uh and 7 o'clock tip on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And, I mean, you know, you you want to have the best home game you can possibly have. Um, of course, you know, coming back, Sixers are favored by one and a half, which is a little surprising. But hopefully we get to see the Sixers come out and shine. I mean, you know, I thought our final four games going in, to the All-Star break were pretty good. I mean, the, the Heat was a tough loss. We got two gritty wins against the Cavs, and, I mean, it kind of sucked. It had to be one, but we got it done against the Wizards. Um, the Hawks was an unfortunate loss, but, I mean, you saw enough out of Buddy Heald and Cameron Payne to where you got to feel like, okay, I'm seeing something, and I like, you know, what I'm seeing. So we'll see what happens. Sixers remain just a half a game behind the Knicks in the East for a possible four seed. They're two games back on the Milwaukee Bucks. They currently set four and a half back on the Cavs for the two seed and ten and a half back on the Celtics for the one, which I think is out of the question. But, you know, we're going to be seeing some tough basketball. We need to see some tough, hard-nosed Philly ball, some, you know, really grinded out basketball and some Philly toughness here for the end of the season. So thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. We'll be back on tomorrow night discussing the next game. One, two, three.
three, four, five, six, seven.